0: Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bundjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. <coughs> And welcome to Lunar Love of the Podcast. I'm your host Jordana Levine and in today's episode we're going to be exploring Pisces season and the Pisces new moon. Now before we dive in I have a bit of an exciting announcement to make in regards to this podcast. Now many of you know I have been podcasting since 2016 which seems like a lifetime ago. I guess it wasn't that long ago. How long ago was 2016? Seven years ago. Um, But not a lot of people were podcasting back then. I mean, there were definitely podcasts out, but it wasn't sort of saturated like it is now. My original podcast was called The Inspired Table, and I basically just interviewed guests. But I absolutely loved that podcast. I did it Um, full-time for three years. And then in 2019, I decided to turn it into Lunar Lover. And I did that because I'd been running moon circles in Sydney. I'd moved up to Byron Bay. Um, Everyone was just loving the moon synopsis that were going up on Instagram. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this into podcast content. And Unbeknownst to me at the time, it did really, really well. And Lunar Lover, the podcast, grew in numbers. I had a really engaged audience um, and it was everything I had hoped it would be, yeah, a way for people to learn more about the moon, but in a way that they could practically apply it to their lives and really understand the information, right? Not just sort of have this like wafty, whimsical idea of what the moon was doing at the time, but how they could use the energy to enhance their lives. I made it into a membership, which again, I ran for, you know, almost four years, the Lunar Lover membership and loved that. Um, but, you know, it had sort of come to an end. I didn't feel like I could expand on it anymore. So I closed that membership down a few months ago, which felt like exactly the right move to make space for what comes next. In 2022, (laughs) I'm saying that like that was ages ago, last year, but I shifted the podcast to incorporate more astrology There'd been a part of me for a really long time, let's call it my black moon Lilith in Pisces, and I'll explain that to you one day, um, where I didn't want to be the astrologer. I didn't want to be known as the astrologer. And so even though I'd been studying astrology for four years, I didn't want to make it who I was, right? But in 2022, you know, life happens and you realize that The things that you're drawn to, the things that you're passionate about, shouldn't be the things that you want to hide about yourself, right? So I started doing natal chart readings um, and I started sharing more astrology on the podcast and I've absolutely loved doing those episodes for you. And I want to continue doing those episodes for you and creating more and more content. But in order to keep doing that, I need your help. I have decided to add a paid subscription to the Lunar Lover podcast. And what that means is basically there's three tiers of membership. Very, very, very affordable. It's basically a contribution that you can make to Luna Lover. And for your contribution, I will give you some goodies in return. So there's three tiers to this subscription service. The first tier is called the Sun Membership. And as part of the Sun Membership, you contribute $5 a month. So that's one large coffee a month. And in return, I give you ad-free episodes and early access to all of the episodes. The second tier is called the Moon Membership, and as part of the Moon Membership, you pay a contribution of $8 a month. I like to think of that as less than a margarita, and I'm not talking about the pizza. Um, and for that contribution, you get everything you get in the Sun Membership, and you also get a bonus episode of Lunar Lover every week. Not every month, every week, so that's 4 exclusive episodes a month. Um, The bonus episodes will very much be like the astrology compatibility episode that I dropped this week on Valentine's Day. They'll be along those lines. But I'll also weekly let you know what the astrology is for the upcoming week Um, and any kind of like reoccurring themes that maybe came up in natal chart readings that week because there's always reoccurring themes um, and you'll identify something in your natal chart um, and it'll resonate with you and then yeah I'll teach you something new about astrology or that's happening at the moment in the sky. The other part of that moon membership is that you get access to a close friends group on Instagram and we're going to hang out in that group. I'm going to answer questions exclusively just for members. So there'll be lots of question boxes in there where you can learn lots more. um, And I'll make special exclusive videos for you too. Not those kinds of videos, guys. Not those kinds of videos. (laughs) Videos where I'll talk to you about what's going on astrologically. It's an extension of the podcast, basically, but it's just part of the close friends group. Be part of that membership. And then the last tier is called the ascendant tier. You might have noticed a reoccurring theme here, sun, moon, ascendant. Ascendant, you get everything you get in the moon membership. It's a $20 a month contribution. So that's like one large coffee a week. Um, And you get everything you get in the moon membership, but you also get access to two audio moon circles. So every new moon, every full moon, a new audio moon circle will drop. And that basically will take you through like some beautiful guided meditations. We'll talk about that particular moon in a little bit more depth. Um, There'll be some journaling exercises we do together. They're a really, really, really beautiful way to keep connecting with lunar energy. So they're the three tiers for paid subscription. If you cannot afford to contribute to this podcast, just being here is your contribution. And I am so thankful for you. Okay. So if you want to remain a free listener, nothing changes for you. All right. You still get weekly episodes. Nothing will change to the format that you're used to. However, if you would like to become a paid subscriber, I will reward you for doing so by giving you all those extras that I've just spoken about. If you're interested in subscribing, head to the link in the show notes of this episode. It will take you to the sign-up page. You can read more about whether you want to be a Sun, Moon or Ascendant member and all of the goodies you'll get. The really cool thing about it as well is that once you go through the sign-up process, the episodes will just show up in your app so I don't know if you've ever been part of like a, pa- a Patreon membership you have to actually go to Patreon to listen to extra episodes but with the setup that I've got you basically sign up you do a few little things that you got to fill out and then it will it will send bonus episodes to the podcast app on which you listen which is really exciting I don't think it sends it to Spotify, but there's instructions for how you can listen if you're a Spotify podcast listener. All right, let's talk about Pisces season. Pisces season signifies the sun moving into the final sign of the zodiac before it returns to Aries and a new astrological year begins. So in a way, there's a natural sense of energetic closure and endings that comes with Pisces season. Patterns, themes, any kind of problems or issues that have been sort of cropping up and surfacing for you in the past 12 months may naturally find their conclusion this season. Pisces season officially kicks off on Feb 19, and it will run until the 20th of March. There's a little bit of a challenge presented to me when trying to explain and define Pisces as a sign or or even like simply as an energy. And this challenge, I believe, is down to the fact that I'm all air and earth, right? I don't have a lot of water in my chart. Um, and sometimes I find it really difficult to explain watery signs because there's an element of me not understanding them fully, not them as people or <laughs> my water friends who are freaking out right now. I just mean in terms of explaining the concept and especially when it comes to Pisces, there's an intangibility to Pisces which makes it really difficult. I, me, Jordana Levine, your host – is innately skilled at things like analysis and thought forms, logical and rational explanations. I deal with the tangible and practical, right? My talents lie in cerebral lands and earthbound activities. But the stage in which I dance, the stage in which I'm destined to play out much of my life is the 12th house, yeah? And so, in essence... Pisces energy is my playground. We learned in, uh, what episode was it? The understanding your natal chart episode that Pisces, Neptune, 12th house, all very similar energy. Yeah. Neptune rules Pisces, Pisces rules the 12th house and my Sun, my North node, my Venus are all in the 12th house. So while I don't have any Pisces in my chart or any water really, other than my Mars in Scorpio, I do have a lot going on in the 12th house. So lessons for me really are about learning about Piscean energy. And so that's what I'm going to do on this podcast. I'm going to explain it to you in the best way I can. In a way, I'm hoping that everyone will be able to grasp because honestly, Pisces, 12th house, Neptunian energy is... One of the most difficult to give digestible, easy to understand meaning to. Because simply put, Pisces is boundless consciousness. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> right? Strap yourselves in. That's where we're headed. Let's give this a go. All right. Straight off the bat, I could tell you Pisces qualities. So let's start there because that's kind of easy. Pisces are spiritual inspirational, intuitive, psychic, visionary, they're compassionate, empathetic, caring, sensitive, dreamy. Pisces can also be a little bit out of touch with reality, struggle with their boundaries. There's an impracticality that comes with them, a little bit of confusion. They can be unreliable. Vague, daydreamers, paranoid, ungrounded, and sometimes a little bit victim-y. Now, as always, when I talk about the lower vibrations of the sign, please do not get offended if you're one of those signs. This is just where the energy can go, right? What I want to try and explain to you is why Pisces is all of those qualities. And I think it's important that we understand the why, because every season has lessons for all of us, yeah? And I think the Pisces lessons are the highest of all the lessons, right? It's the lessons of our spiritual. All right, let's start with the fishies, right? The symbol for Pisces is two fish swimming in opposite directions. One fish symbolizes the material, the other fish symbolizes the spiritual. And the idea is that they're dissolving back into the infinite waters of life. There is no division when it comes to Pisces. There's no real and unreal, no yin and yang, no yours and mine, no fantasy and reality. Everything is one. Everything is is universal consciousness. The end realization for Pisces is this. Wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we see, we can meet only one inescapable reality, our own consciousness. So whether we exist in reality or not is not really the point through the lens of Pisces. The point is that our perception of reality is based on our own awareness of it not reality itself you still with me I think that last line is the clincher so I'll say it again the point is that our perception of reality is based on our own awareness of it not reality itself the fisher's objective is to obtain spiritual peace and it does this by letting go Letting go of certainty, letting go of structure, letting go of the world. And one strategy of this is the healthy strategy, right? This is the healthy strategy for Pisces is meditation. An opportunity to slow the breath, close down the eyes, simply experience consciousness Not the contents of our conscious mind, the thoughts, the worries, the fears, but rather the empty, formless, peaceful, true nature of consciousness itself. Another healthy Piscean strategy for letting go is creativity. To completely submerge in the free flow of creative expression Blurs the line for Pisces between what is reality and what is imagination. When Pisces can play out its creativity in the form of art or poetry or movement or cooking or even visualization, then they're in a world that consciousness has the ability to become real. Pisces can grant the subjective world, however temporary, the same reality that we normally grant the world of events and circumstances. And for Pisces, that's like giving hearing to the deaf or eyesight to the blind. Everyone but Pisces at this point chimes in and goes, (laughs) oi, fish folk, you can't just live your life in your imagination. What about your relationships, your responsibilities? Who is going to do the laundry? You have to live in the real world. And it's true, Pisces does. But in order to do that, Pisces only needs to change the way they look at the real world. They see the world through a kaleidoscope of color, inspiration, and poetic musings. They experience the world knowing that their experience is through their awareness of it. And whenever they like they can take a deep breath and dive untethered back into their own consciousness. A world that is always available to them in whatever form they desire. Empathy and kindness are Piscean resources too. Pisces is flexible, bending and flowing adapting to changing situations and this includes the energy emotions and actions of others understanding other people feeling empathy and compassion for them comes so easily for Pisces they simply imagine that they're in the other person's shoes Where Gemini, for example, can see all sides and take in all perspectives, almost like data adapting to changing their mind, Pisces adapts their awareness. It's fluid AF. It's as if Pisces consciousness possesses the ability to contain all possible human viewpoints simultaneously. And you can see the magic in this, right? But you can also see the downside. This is where the shadow or the lower vibrations of Pisces can emerge. With so much imagination, with so much empathy, with so much emotion, Pisces can be overwhelmed with feelings, with fears, with dreams, with too much awareness. (laughs) Consciousness becomes flooded and then Pisces sits there kind of shell-shocked. All of that high absorbency needs to be channeled. If it cannot be channeled into creativity or meditation, that overwhelm can become destructive. When overwhelm hits, Pisces wants to escape. And that escapism often results in the pursuit of numbness. Addiction is well documented in astrological literature when it comes to Pisces. Alcohol, drugs, gaming, sex, food, the list goes on. Escaping reality. If you're a Pisces listening to this and you do resonate with the escapism side of your sign, I recommend looking to the opposing sign. Yeah, and the opposing sign of Pisces is Virgo. And Virgo can be a really sweet remedy for Pisces. Things like introducing a daily routine, a little structure into your life. Um, as a Pisces, you must have a meditation practice and you must use your creative pursuits as a channel whenever you're feeling a tidal wave of overwhelm, right? So when we can use Virgo energy to balance out Pisces, it's about having a daily consistent meditation practice, yeah? It's about planning your creative outlets, making time scheduling in creativity, yeah? This is the way for Pisces to channel what can sometimes feel incredibly overwhelming. Okay, now that we sort of understand Pisces energy, what can we all learn from Pisces season? Well, most of us could do with a little more fluidity, compassion and spiritual awareness. (laughs) Am I right? Uh, Now, more than ever, it's time to listen to your intuition. Trust it and follow it. I read a lot of charts for earth signs who are overly structured and air signs that are all up in their head or, you know, even fire signs who are just jumping into things with no awareness of what lies ahead. If you resonate with any of that, then Pisces season is a beautiful time to reconnect with universal consciousness. It's the ideal time to introduce a consistent meditation practice into your life It is a glorious time to visualize as part of a manifestation practice and connecting with your intuition in whatever way feels good to you. A lot of people say journaling. For me, it's an internal knowing. And to get that, I need to be silent and still. If you are looking at ways to understand your intuition a little bit better, this is not a paid plug. This is a friend of mine. Um, Friend of mine, Helen Jacobs, has just released a book called Follow Your Heart. All of Helen's books are incredible, but Follow Your Heart is specifically about intuition. And she's done it in a really accessible, practical way. I think it's the best book I've read on intuition. So if you're interested in that, it's called Follow Your your heart. Another great book of Helen's actually, which I guess is also about intuition. It's more about sort of accessing your own psychic awareness is called You Already Know, also by Helen Jacobs. Um, Not a plug. She doesn't even know I've mentioned those. All right. Where were we? Oh, and then the other thing, you know, you might want to consider this Pisces season is introducing a little bit of creativity into your life. And if you don't think you're a creative person I want you to think again and reframe what creativity is it's not sitting down and painting or drawing although it can be all of those things but creativity is cooking it's gardening it's doodling it's coloring in it's building sandcastles decorating your home putting on a beautiful outfit creativity comes in many many different forms During Pisces season, we also have Saturn moving into Pisces on the 8th of March. I spoke about Saturn moving into Pisces a little in the Astrology of 2023 episode, and I will speak about it again in a little more detail closer to the time. But I will say this, as Saturn prepares to exit Aquarius, yeah, which is where it is now, it's been there since December 2020, it's likely there will be some little universal rewards for all of us in different shapes and forms. In ancient astrology, um, it is of the belief that when Saturn, the planet of karma, shifts into a new sign, it leaves a little gift to remind and reward us for all of the hard work we've been through since Saturn has been in that particular sign. So I wonder what gifts are abound. I'm excited. All right, let's have a look at the new moon in Pisces. The Pisces new moon will take place on Monday, February 20 at 6.05 p.m. in Sydney, 7.05 a.m. in London, 2.05 a.m. in New York, and this week we're going to my friends over in Germany for a new moon time of 8.05 a.m. in Berlin to understand the significance of this new moon, I want to divert your attention back to those two fish. I described them as the material and the spiritual. This is a good starting explanation, but really those two fish are two sides of the same whole, not unlike the Gemini twins. One fish may be light, the other dark. One action, one surrender. One awake, want to sleep. The point is they're both swimming through the same water. No matter which direction they swim, their journey is through the same pond. As we experience life in the pond, the fish symbolize how we choose to experience it. And the point is we experience light and dark no matter what. These are the lessons of this moon. Can you embrace and bring things closer to you, while at the same time, releasing and letting go. Finding a balance between the two is your mission under this new moon. Because here's the thing, no matter which way you go, you'll always be in the same pond. You'll always end up where you're meant to be. For most of us, the letting go bit is the tricky bit. And although this is a new moon, I encourage you to experiment with letting go under it, much like you would under a full moon. Yeah, this is a time for new beginnings. Absolutely. But under this new moon, the new beginning will come when you can return to universal consciousness with full faith in the act of surrender. What is meant for you will not pass you by. Let's meditate on that for a moment. I don't care what you're doing, driving, walking, listening at home. Take a deep breath in and as you exhale, meditate on what is meant for you will not pass you by. As an experiment under this new moon, Let go of what you would usually force and just observe what unfolds. Because Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac, it might be helpful to reflect on what the themes were over the past 12 months and what your intentions are moving forward. This is a wonderful time to leave the past in the past and set your sights on what it is you want to create for your life moving forward. In my experience, when we can forgive, when we can let go, when we release past grudges or quit playing old conversations and old experiences in a loop in our heads, new doors open opportunities present themselves. People just show up. All right. That's some sage advice for you. (laughs) I've got some more. Okay. Let's look at some ways we can work with the Pisces new moon. Bring creativity and grace to everything you do under this new moon. Think of the energy under this new moon as a beautiful painting that you're living in. See the beauty in everything. Allow dreamy filters to adorn your vision and find creative activities that light you up. You know what I'm thinking about as I say all of this? Okay, I can't remember what year it was. I must have been young. All I remember is crying a lot in the movie theater. But it was a Robin Williams movie, not a funny one, um, called What Dreams May Come. And I'm pretty sure his wife had died and she was an artist or maybe he had died. Someone had died. Hence all the tears. And they were living in the paintings. Oh my God. I don't think that is what the movie is about. It's something to do with living in art. And that's what made me think of that. And I kind of guess, I kind of guess that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is be creative this weekend, but live life as if you live in a painting. Yeah. See the beauty in everything. Allow your vision to be through the lens of an artist. Also, be open to guidance from the spirit world. I hope that hasn't scared you. If this is not your thing, let it go, let it go, let it go. But Piscean energy creates a beautiful channel between this world and the spirit world. It's a really beautiful time to consider communicating with loved ones that have passed or asking for guidance from your spiritual team. Also a really great time to take note of your dreams. Uh, Your dreams are trying to deliver messages to you from your subconscious, which is ruled by Pisces. It might not be as simple as wondering, you know, what a one-eyed shark chasing you in the middle of the desert has got to do with anything, but rather looking at what emotions you were feeling in the dream And how those emotions were being expressed either through you or to you. I know for me, every Pisces season, every time there's a Pisces full moon, my dreams are so incredibly vivid. Actually, it's not Pisces season as I'm recording this episode, but my dreams last night were so insane on that note, actually. I did read a meme the other day that said, nobody cares about your dreams but you. And you know what? That's so true. Like when you're explaining a dream, it's like the best thing in the world and the other person's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like I don't give a anything about that. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Anyway, if you guys want to tell me about your dreams, go ahead. I will nod and smile and act interested. Speaking of dreaming, also a really great time to daydream. Yeah. Visualization is a powerful tool when it comes to manifestation. And new moons are the perfect time to block some time out to really daydream about a future that you desire. Get caught up in the fantasy. Allow yourself to feel it in your body without questioning or rationalizing it if you are considering becoming an ascendant member in the Pisces new moon circle, um, that will be in your app. The minute you sign up for that membership, um, we are going to do some visualization around the intentions that you set under this new moon. So I'll guide you through that. All right, my loves, that is the episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm excited about Pisces season. There's a real sort of, romantic nature to it as well. I didn't really speak about that, but there is a romance to it. I just want you to um, make sure that you're not getting lost in fantasy, especially when it comes to the illusions that we can have, especially about other people during Pisces season. If you listened to the Valentine's Day episode, I spoke about you know what it means to have your Venus in Pisces um, or in the 12th house or have, um, your Neptune in the seventh. It's this idea of romanticizing and fantasizing about love in an unhealthy way, in a way that puts a lens over the reality of what's going on. Um, that goes for Pisces season in general. It's this idea of like wearing, um, rose tinted glasses. Yeah. That's what Pisces life can be because We can feel safe when we've got our rose-tinted glasses on, yeah? Because reality is only through our awareness, right? This is Pisces. I I mean, definitely romanticize life. That's beautiful. And daydream all you want, like, and see life as a painting. All those things I told you to do, do that. But do make sure you take those rose-tinted glasses off every now and then to get a good read on what is actually going on. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, um, I would love you to share it with your friends. Oh, my God, we've got a new podcast cover. I can't believe I haven't even spoken about it. You've probably seen it in your app if you're listening to this. If you're still getting the old podcast cover, um, maybe try and refresh or close the app down and reopen it. Um, But, yeah, I wanted to give a little bit of a refresh to Luna Lover. There will be more refreshes coming to Instagram. Um, some of the designs will change over on Instagram. But for now, we have a new cover. It's the new vibe. I hope you guys like it. Um, and yeah, if you are interested in more Luna Lover con- content and supporting Luna Lover so I can continue to grow, then please contemplate becoming a paid subscriber. If you can't afford to be a paid subscriber, I totally understand and you will continue to get the same content you've always received. Um, and of course natal chart readings are still happening. If you are interested in having a reading, there is a link in the show notes of this episode or head to jordanalevine.com forward slash readings. There are a few spots available in early March. I think there's two in early March and then the rest is late March. And of course, April is open if you're interested in that as well. All right, my loves, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm looking forward to giving you more content and like I said, if you become a moon or an ascendant member, you will get a bonus episode next week. The episode for uh, unpaid subscribers next week is an interview episode. (gasps) Oh my God, it's so good. Okay, so it is an episode about narcissists and narcissism and I know that might not feel like it's in line with Luna Lover but it actually is. Um, I cannot tell you how many readings I've done where um, people have come out of relationships with narcissists or work with narcissists, and there's a lot to navigate around that. And this interview is with uh, Mia Modaffery, and she tells us how we can navigate dealing with narcissists or people with narcissistic tendencies I got so much out of this interview and I know you will too so that is for everyone everyone will receive that episode Um, and if you become a paid subscriber you'll also get a bonus episode next week where we talk about the astrology of the week some things that have come up in readings and a little something extra all right until next week I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover the podcast